This is the Real Deal Podcast. I'm Matty Marshall. I'm here with Chad Boucher. Yo, what up? Konstantin Fedorov. Hey, buddy. And Nick Stoyak. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Houston Heat. And we're uh, days out from the Chicago Open. Uh, we're in Dana Point, California at um, it's a really nice, awesome, amazing place right on the beach. There's a view of the ocean outside at this house. Pretty that, sure Jack Nicholson was playing golf, really. Yeah, that, uh, sure. Sarge is hooked up for his boys. <laughs> I mean, what's it? I mean, how is it playing for the team? I mean, you guys have all played for different teams over the years. We'll kind of get into that a little bit, but you know, I mean, this is a really new thing for everybody. Still, kind of, I mean, it's only been you know five, six months now. When did the team officially kind of coalesce and become? Chad, would you like to take that one? Oh, maybe I will because I'm the one behind it all. Oh, oh snotty oh, bastard! Before I say, before I say, before I say, Nick career, let me, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> let's see, 2011 World Cup. He, uh, we actually scheduled a few meetings with the. Few sponsors because you know he threw the idea out to me and he was just like, you know. Well, set the scene for everyone. You're playing on shock, yeah. sucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a rough season. Rough um, season. 2000. Well, actually, 2010. Uh, I met Randy, uh, aka Sarge. He actually wasn't called Sarge until we actually met him. Uh, he wanted us to call him Big Daddy, and we just looked at him. We're like, listen, dude, that's try not. Gonna Your lie. haircut's not matching yeah, with this and, image. Uh, Where did the Sarge uh, uh, nickname? We come actually from? all, me, him, uh, Brad McCurley, who plays for Infamous now. <laughs> Went and got our haircuts, went and got uh, boxed up, because we kept telling him we'd be boxed up, so we got, got straight razor, and uh, he tells this little Italian guy, gives him espresso, and he's like, yo, bo-, he's like, box me up, flat tie me down, and he's like, okay, you got it, boss, and uh, he just kind of gave it to him, and we're just looking at him, and we're like, yeah, you're like a Sarge, and he's like, what does that mean, and we're like, eh, it's just your name, and we're not going to remember your real name anyway, so just we're just going to call you Sarge, and he's like, whatever, and just kind of kept going with it, and uh, it just kind of stuck from there, and everybody loved it, so we didn't stop calling him it, and Big Daddy died, and Sarge rose, so it kind of worked out. All right, so. so you met Sarge. So, all right, it's 2011 season. Yeah. Paint the picture for me. Uh, he called me, wanted me to play. I wanted me and Ian Martin to play. Uh, he lived in Canada at the time, wanted me, to, me and Ian to play 6BL with him. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to get my name out there, and I was still new to, like, I was just playing, like, pro two, three years. And uh, I'd only... Like, I'd only played in America, and I just wanted to get my name out there and play more and get more experience. And uh, Ian called me. He's like, yeah, I got this guy that always comes out of Chicago. He's like, uh, I told him, you know, I was like, yeah, we're boys, so let's go play Canada together. And uh, I talked to him on the phone. Him and Ian talked, like, all the time on the phone. And, like, talked to him on the phone, like, one time for, like, 45 minutes. I don't even know if he called Ian back ever again. <laughs> like, he just, him and I just clicked like that. And uh, I was like, yo, instead of like me asking for like a bunch of money, thinking like I'm a cool pro, you know, I was like, I really haven't done much. I was like, but if I can bring my boys with me, I was like, probably winning a championship and uh, 6BL. And he was just like, he's like, okay, you know, he's like, let me see what we can do here. And he called me back like a day or two later. And he's like, all right, uh, so what guys you want to bring? And uh, Nick had already actually been up in Canada and played and uh, a couple others. And I was like, you know, I was like, I'd like to bring this guy, this guy, and this guy. And he was like, he's like, if you think you're going to help me win, let's do it. You know, he's like, he's like, sky's the limit. And, uh, we probably talked for like a month straight before I even got to go up there. And the first time we went up there, it was just like, you know, just like felt like we knew each other our whole lives. Like it was no, there's no missing a beat or anything like that. We told stories and he talked to me every day, morning, noon, and night from there on out. And we still talk every single day. So it's like, I don't know. It's just like a blessing in disguise. So it worked out. All right. So that was like the cool uh, Canadian X-Ball League story, but can you please tell me... <laughs> that was all 2010. Yeah, that was like... That was 2010. That was 2010. You, you haven't even played a game yet. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Yeah. 
Um, You're not getting a job as a historian after this, so can you please <laughs> up it a little and bring us into 2012? He, he actually was with the, uh, just wanted really his kids that he would actually in Division Two. just wanted them to play uh, pro team and play Aftershock, and that's what I played for at the time. And he was like, you know, he's like, I just want more experience to get with these guys. And I was just like, we can do that. I was like, you know, if you want to set up practices. And he actually ended up purchasing paint for us and himself just for us to play, just so we'd play uh, against him and, you know, get the focus with the kids. And he saw what a few of us, like, he kind of picked us out of a crowd, a few of us. and was like, you know, these guys, these certain guys will help my team win. And uh, we just kept playing and playing and playing against him. And then he wanted to play um, – pro and he wanted to see like what it like what some of his guys had made of so he called me he's like hey he's like uh you guys aren't playing seven man in 2011 he's like what if we put like together and make sure my guys and your guys in the seven man and we're like yeah we could probably do that so a few guys played up and uh in pro with chicago aftershock and then we just kind of kept going from there taking step by step he was trying to learn it. i think i really believe that he was just trying to feel it out and see you know what's it going to take for him to create a pro team you know what's what's it going to take for like to get the focus of every pro and like the certain amount. like he realized that you know you can only put certain guys together for it really all to click and i mean so far he's done just that so he just kind of went from there and then played a few of it played the whole season in 2011 and then he came to me halfway through the season he, and i was having problems with abstract i was not happy there at all why um, I mean, financial reasons, guys, <laughs> guys were just getting shit on, you know? Yeah, and Nick it, is a bad person. Yeah, and I mean, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, I honestly, like, I, I really felt that, like, I gave everything I could to play on Aftershock, and, like, so many, like, in that year alone, we lost our coach, Jeremy Salm, and I thought, you know, we'd be better as a team, as a unit, as just doing it ourselves, and obviously we had to learn, like, you know, that's not what it was about. And, uh, like, financially, we were having to, like, buy your plane tickets and hope you got reimbursed. Or, you know, if you had a gun on the team and you had to give it back, it sucked. And it was just, like, it was, like, oh, to fund the team for next year. But then it was, like, you're seeing, like, this this and that go down. And it was just, like, you know, this is, like, some bullshit's going on with the team. You're not real happy. And uh, they actually told me before in New Jersey there was actually a conflict between Aftershock and Randy. And it was for playing is Aftershock went into practice at the field. Rennick needed us to practice at the field at the Badlands before New Jersey. And uh, the same weekend, we needed to be in Canada. Well, and so it was a conflict, obviously. So Rennick's like, you know, you, you want to bleed Aftershock. Like, here's where you show your true colors. And I was like, man, I've been on the for four years. Like, don't bullshit me like that. And, I, and Randy was my friend. Like, we were more than just, like, just like we were outside of friends. I like, got outside of paintball. And, uh, like, I probably had maybe 10 conversations with, like, Rennick, like, on the phone. And I probably talked to Sarge, like, every single day. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to shit on my friends. I was like, you know, why can't we just, like, mix this all together? And Randy tried to make a deal where we all played together. And it was just like, you know, why can't we all, like, make this happen together? And I was like, I thought he made a deal, like, a, like really threw out a generous offer out there for all Aftershock to benefit. And I saw, you know, it's going to do the better for Aftershock. It was going to do the better for all of us. And there was like, Rennick still said no, and I was like, nah, I can't be a part of this anymore. And Rennick, he called me on the phone. He said, you know, you're not our best player, but uh, you have a big influence on this team, so I'd hate for you to have to sit the event. And I was like, probably 12 hours later, I quit the team. I was like, nah, I'm done with this. I'm not really going to be a part of this anymore. And then uh, <laughs> it was funny because I ended up not even going to Canadi the Canadian event uh, because Matt Blonsky called me, and he was like, hey, why aren't you on the roster for Aftershock? And he was like, I was like, oh, you know, we had some differences. Like, I gave him a little briefing of the story. <laughs> And he's like, why don't you come try out for the Russian Legion? And I, so I, I knew if I tried out for the Russian Legion that I was already going to be cut from Aftershock, and I'd already wanted to quit. So I was like, all right, let everybody know. Hey, I'm going to try out for the Russian Legion. And so I showed me. He's like, I can understand you're not coming to the Canadian event. I appreciate your, everything you've done for the team so far, so I want you to go try out for him. 
and it's kind of history from there. So, so how'd you? So, I mean, Nick, we've had lots of conversations before about. Oh, hi, I'm Nick. I'm here. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm apparently I'm a bad person. <laughs> 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 he did say he's a bad person. <laughs> so, um, how did you end up on Heat, man? <laughs> um, <laughs> how did I end up on Heat, Chad? Uh, <laughs> I got to bring it back. Just tell us. Um. I had heard whispers that you know Randy was in the process of putting a team together. There was really no secret there on whether or not he was going to do that. Um, he would say, you know, he would you, you could talk to Randy face to face, and he'd tell you, no, I'm not putting a team together, and he'd wink at you, and you'd be like, okay, well, screw you. Clearly, you're putting a team together. But uh, Chad, being the great person he is, and saving my career, however he wants to put it, <laughs> however whatever pedestal he wants to put himself on, it is. Um, he he gave me he gave me some insight to it. I was excited. I mean, in looking back and say, even Chad and I talked about it back when the team was just being talked about and put together. It almost sounded too good to be true. Um, I believe those were your words. Oh, well, those were my words. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't real. So that conversation was like, you were like, hey, bro. Well, um, it wasn't on a phone well, call. Chad, no, Chad, like, I had a weekend where I was playing paintball on my local field, and Chad drove up just to tell me about the team and all the things that were going on. And, um, be, with everything that was going on, it definitely sounded too good to be true. But within with my workings with Randy and then Chad and knowing who Chad is and how much he likes to talk, <laughs> Chad definitely likes to talk, as we just found out. I kind of do too, so I, I appreciate that. It is what you. it is. <laughs> um, it it definitely wasn't out of reach. You know, there was definitely that possibility of it happening, but there were a lot of things that had to happen. And the big thing was, and what know, was the timeline on this? Because this was after. Because oh, this is a big decision. This is, winter. This is January. Because I think the context that people need to understand. First of all, the context people understand is that you guys are doing very well this year. You're at the top of the sport. You guys took second your first event mm-hmm. together, ever. Yeah, that's unheard of. When we put excessive together, I mean, our first event we took like 14th, and that was the worst I'd ever done at a pro event. You know, it was disaster. And then we rebuilt from there, and we yeah. did fine. But. Um, but you guys took for second in your first event, and you guys won the last event and <laughs> looked really good doing it. And then also, you know, you guys are Midwest dudes, and you guys had played, you know, on Aftershock, and that was like a dream come true. And you guys did pretty damn well, too, especially towards the end of the, of your ride. I mean, yeah, it was rocky. Chad didn't. <laughs> he quit. Well, it, it, was, it was very rocky. But then, and, you know, and Constantine, I mean, for you, it's like, you know, dude, you been all over, but you you were like the Russian player for years, you know? Yeah. He was very Russian. He was a man who could speak the English and take it all in. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. So, but Nick, like, for the people at home listening, I mean, the context is you were a captain of Aftershock. You guys took second at a World Cup and then ended up, you know, winning Vegas. And, you know, but you guys, it, it was a tough decision for you, you know? It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in paintball. Um, and it, it came down to, we'll say, the guys quitting the way they did. Um, yeah, because the other part of the team that's not here right now, they're on the, the, Yeah. Well, they say Damien and Brad, Brad coming back, Damien coming back that year, doing as well as we did in New Jersey. Like, the feeling we had there was like, yeah, we're going to win this fucking tournament. Mm-hmm. And then there's the whole, the ruling, which they changed this year. Okay, cool. But then Brad and Damien leaving the way they did, um, you know, a lot of those guys, they, they you know, drew, talk, talk team, team, team. But look at the history of those guys and how much they jump around. And it's just about me, me, me. It's not about team, team, team. So that really pissed me off. Um, and just the way they left, uh, that that sucked. But say I talked to Mike Bruno. We talked about, hey, you know, Aftershock, we'll make this thing go through. I'd heard stuff from Chad. 
Um, I talked to Randy, but you know, I didn't want to leave. I still wanted to leave him trying to put the team together. Mostly just out of spite, saying, you know, screw everybody else. I'm going to make this team work. We're going to beat you. You know, hey, on paper, yeah, we might suck. I might have people that are new to tournament paintball, but you know, we can always do this. But when it came to practicing with some of the guys on the team, we had one practice one weekend, um, and just seeing how they played and how it was like, wow, this, this, they're not ready. And just thinking, you know, watching Mike react to them and, and Cody, and I was just, man, I, I just thought back to the seasons, previous seasons, 2008, 2000, beginning of 2009. And you're like, Jesus we're just Christ, where we another, lost. another rebuild? I well, can't do this again. The rebuild was one thing, but just losing every single, I mean, I've lost eight straight matches, ten straight matches in a season. No, we went 0-15 in 2008. 2008 was bad. <laughs> Up until it's like, no joke. yeah, I mean that was again. one of the worst we we I and I can remember the New Jersey or the new the new North, uh, the New England or New England Northeast Open playing at the at Phil Amer- Philly All American Park and like almost winning every match, and just at the end like the last match we played against the Philly All Americans just like collapsing to the field. I'm like, why do I do this? This is so stupid. Like it's the losing part that's burned me out the most, and I didn't I didn't want to do that anymore. You know, and it was just this decision where I kind of put myself first and like, hey. You know, I have been part of Aftershock this entire time. It's been my dream. Um, I've won with the team. We've done we've done well, but you know, I didn't really see any light at the end of the tunnel. I didn't agree with the way the team was going. There was investment for the team to be a team, to, for the team to be a club, but not for the team to be you know to win. It's mm-hmm. a baseball club. Yeah, it wasn't about winning. Yeah, it was about. <laughs> so I mean, I had the opportunity to to you know, I was offered a great opportunity by Chad Randy to to join up to be part of Heat and. Um, just to see how things would work out, and I got a plane ticket, and I walked in to the house, and there's three crazy Russians and the rest of the guys, and I was like, okay. He didn't believe until he walked in. Well, no one, no one did though. I don't think anyone did. I mean, you know, like, as much as as much I made as, enough Skype calls at two a.m., I was like, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure, but like, you know, hey, well, who's who, who? What's the real story? What do you mean? Well, how many Russians were there supposed to be? Uh-huh. Who's who's? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's, nah, that's, nah, that's nah, all that's nah, in nah. my lips. I mean, Listen, I'll tell you right now, the roster that we started with on this team... What was that? Nine different guys yeah, that are not on this roster right okay, now. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. That's like, building a team, so... And, and I, you know, I, I, I believe that the way things have worked out, it's... It's, it's a blessing it's supposed. Guys. It's worked out the way it's supposed to. People are here Some for a reason. Some people do say things work out for a reason. So. <laughs> well, that's, it's, that seems to be the truth. I mean, you want to you talk about it, then it's, hey, we got second place and first place. We're the first-ranked team in the PSP. Yep. And you, I can, which is the big boy. Loves, I, yeah, yeah, I love saying that. But I mean, the th- also thing we've talked about recently is, hey, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. It's yeah. been the big thing now. That's the big turnaround thing that we've been saying and trying to ingrain into everybody's heads. So um, there's a lot of people gunning for us. We know that. Yeah. I mean, we're not. Well, I don't know if I covered your, qu- your question entirely or if we're going getting off track, but. You know that's, that's this how is kind to, of about getting yeah. off track. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to get off the track, that's I guess that's okay. that's how it came to Basically, be. Basically, I run Nick through life. Actually, <laughs> every time I get wasted, <laughs> every time I get wasted, he takes care of me. One guy takes care of me more. We can tell those so. stories later <laughs> about how you. So, oh yes, yeah, those hey, stories are good. Hey, you can't control right yourself right at all. <laughs> there you go. All right, well let's let's bring Constantine into this. So look, bro. I mean, you, you know, obviously for the past God, I want to say maybe. Nine, eight, nine years. You've been one of the top players in paintball. Mm-hmm. Just playing top player in the world. Eleven, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, are you blushing? <laughs> <laughs> well, how long have you been playing paintball? I'm start playing. I was first time it was National Cup, uh, 2002. Mm-hmm. I just started playing. For ten years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have been practicing with them like one and a half year before. Check mm-hmm. this out. 
Ask him this. Ask him how many championships he's been in. I don't think, think he can tell you. You ask him. How many championships have you been in? <laughs> I have no idea, he says. I just have fun and I love playing paintball. That's what he says. And do do you football. still have fun playing paintball? Yeah. I mean, right you, now... You don't have to lie right now. You no, can I mean, I'm not lying because right now I have, like, totally different story in my life. So I kind of changed second time in my life to have a huge move to the pro paintball. So right now I play with Houston Kid, who's played, like, totally... Three different teams, or four maybe. Three, right? You? No, no, no. We are Houston Heat. Oh, yeah. So it's like three different teams, like uh, totally different people. And we split together. We won, like, second PSP event. It's, like, real good for me. So it's totally a huge experience. But at the same time, it's interesting because, um, you know, you came up in the Russian system and then became a big player. And then you went and played for Philly and then ended up going back to the Russians. <laughs> but, I mean, why did you leave this time? Because uh, the first time you could say, like, hey. This is know, the question. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is the question. Yeah, everyone is on the edge of their seats. But at the same time, it's like, look, the first time you left for Philly, that's, I mean, I could, like, you were getting paid decent money to do that. You're the, one of the, arguably the best player in the world at the time. Um, that made a lot of sense, you know, like that was a cool life experience for you too. Right. Then you went back and I know you play with a lot of those guys in Europe still, you know, so it's like, but why this time? Like what, why did you leave? <laughs> I told you 2am Skype calls. I mean, I like each other. Cause so, Chad uh, is such a good salesman. Yeah. I was selling ketchup popsicles. I was selling popsicles. I didn't know Chad. Like, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Uh, I mean, right now I know. But I mean... It's like, I, I mean, it's like a lot of things happen. We should so get another first of all, I, I just like, <laughs> I came uh, to the manager of the team and asked him, so right now there's a question. So if you give me a job, like real job, so not the paintball job, like other one, and I can work and still playing, so I can follow you so for the next year. But if not, it's like different. If you give me more money or something like more more free to go I mean somewhere to find a job so that's the deal so he told me no we couldn't do that so and I tell him right I have to probably leave because I can do just playing paintball and practicing five days a week because, because I have to like build my own yeah well how, how old are you now 27 yeah so that's kind of like that thing. <laughs> it's funny because I have a lot of friends who are in the late 20s and it seems like the new shit is that you have this midlife crisis when you're in your late 20s you know <laughs> i don't know you got i read that somewhere yeah I, i'm still living in i mean like I, it's just become like a, a plague and uh but you know but that but that where the the root of that is that you're you've been doing something for a certain amount of time and you realize it's like for your typical midlife crisis that starts at 28 it's more of like okay i'm out of college i've been doing a gig for a little bit now you kind of realize like holy shit like i'm an adult i have to actually do real life stuff you know Right. But for people that, that unless you're Chad, that have, <laughs> <laughs> listen, for, people. <laughs> but for but that's interesting though. But for people that have, I mean, you you've traveled the world. You've you know been, you know, if, if there's a paintball hall of fame, you're probably going to be in it already, and you're only 27. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, that's a different type of midlife crisis because it's more like, okay, I've done, I've achieved a lot of goals. Now what do I want to do? So right now it's like, <laughs> here's some kid that's like. Right now it's kind of a job, but we're still working on 
uh, other guys, so our chaos team, then uh, I mean, play with them. Our chaos, yeah, yeah, our chaos. So we're doing pretty well, and the owner wants to build something more, and he, we have to talk with him, and like after London about the job, so me, Mishka, and some of our guys, and we kind of build something new. So, and we want to follow it. So I have a meeting with him after London and I have to understand what I have to do. So it's probably going to be like for a couple of years for my job. So well, what's, I mean, cause a lot of people might be, I mean, where do you see yourself? I mean, do you want to play paintball in five years? Can you, are you still going to be playing paintball when you're 32? I mean, it's up. I mean, you know, life has always changed. Life so, always uh, changes. Absolutely. So right now I think then I, so playing like three years at least, for sure. But it depends if it's like <laughs> don't look at me like that. Thing. <laughs> what man? I'd like you to play forever. I'm man. interested. I want to know. I'd love to play forever, but I can't. You know, like forever is forever. But I mean, if if I can follow the real job, I probably choose it because like get know, a real job yeah. that will allow you to yeah. play. Because Archeos, this is like the first of all. I mean, then owner tell me so I want the new be in the team and it's kind of alright maybe or alright I want to do that and after I talk to him more and more and like he tell me so you probably have to be more than like right now and we have conversation with him like 14 days in a row because we have a trip that seaball trip for 14 days from Greece to Turkey and going back. You went to from Greece to Turkey and back. Wait, how did, how did you do it though? How did you do it? By a boat? Yeah. By a boat. <laughs> by a boat. Like, are we talking a cruise ship or like boat? Like a sailboat. They, they pull the ropes yeah. and they put up the sail. So you were like running the jig up? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what we did. I mean, Ease the mask. I, I, I told him a lot. And like, I know right now this guy's serious. So that's what I want to do next. What's the job? That's what I want to like meet him after London because he tell me so I give you a real job and we have a meeting after your tournament. But is he gonna let you play? It's I know exactly that's kind of monopoly about maybe about paintball, maybe about designing stuff, maybe I mean closing or like motorcycles or like maybe cars. It's like a lot of things. He have a lot of business. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. He's got different businesses right, and stuff. Right. Yeah. But I think he, he want to do something with paintball. Because like Archeos is like a brand right now. Yeah. And after 2010-11, it's gone big brand. Yeah, because so, it's been around for a while, right? Right. Yeah. And we have like great great team right now. <laughs> it's kind of who's on Archeos? Because it's like. Isn't it it's like Britnikov and like Yeah, it's kind Malo of so you got Malloy, it's like yeah. so it's kind of incestual, you it's know. Sorry, me, Mishka, Malloy and owner and his guy, Logunov. I mean, it's a really nice team. I love it. So you got six guys running around Europe winning everything. Right now I think so. Six guys well, doing the thing. Let's hope you do better in London than you did in Bitburg. I mean, Woo! yeah, Bitburg <laughs> didn't Dynasty whoop that ass Oh, and hang on a second, here we go, Maybe that's like that. You know, like so you're saying you got screwed on the penalties we have in europe every game we have at least two or three penalties in each game really that's like 
I just look around and it's like, one for one. Dude, I can appreciate that because when we used to go to Europe back in the day, I remember we were playing in the finals in Toulouse for the seven-man World Cup at the time. And we were playing, I can't remember who we were playing, a French team. No, we were playing a European team. So it was the Ironman versus the European team. And we knew our count because uh, the crowd would cheer when we would die. Yeah. And Chris Lasoya is standing on the top, wasted, standing on the top of the overhang of the stadium, <laughs> screaming bloody murder anytime one of their guys got shot. Pull him out. Ref, pull that motherfucker out. Just screaming. Like, you can see him, like, standing. And, you know, Chris, when he, like, gets going and oh, he's yeah. pointing. Dude, he was Wait, going crazy. <laughs> when people would cheer, I'd look to see who died and be like, okay, you know, uh, seven up, you know, or six up. And then, uh, and then when Chris would yell, we'd shoot a guy. But man, we were just getting like completely screwed by the refs. Unless they were, just, that's how we, that's how I started playing with Joy Division. Was they were such cool dudes, like the straightest refs ever. Yeah. And that's how, like, that's how we knew Joy Division. That's yeah. how I ended up playing with Joy Division for a year. Like yeah, they were just the straightest refs they ever. Play, they play that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but their game. <laughs> but it's interesting too, because like not a lot of people in America know what's going on in Europe. You know, so it's like you know Dynasty and Impact have a team over there yeah but it's not like every tournament because yeah the first tournament it was dynasty and second one it was like dynasty impact uh-huh. last year it was vicious i mean i don't know how the rules what are the rules here like that. we want to know the rules of this yeah, I mean, yeah, so do I, man. yeah. <laughs> but, but for our chaos it's always been the same dudes pretty yeah. much yeah but not the last season because they have like totally changes so yeah. like he have been different with the coach and the roster so Right now we're doing better. What's been your funnest year of paintball? Because you've had a lot of crazy years of paintball. You know, I mean, like funnest year, most fun year. I mean, I don't know. His head's just turning. Everyone's. I mean, I tried to remember. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Philly American tried to have. Yeah, that's season. what I'm thinking about because with Philly, it was like. That was an unbelievable time. I mean, for me, it's you, like, mo- you, you would come to America for like, or yeah, United the, States for like three months at a time, right? Yeah. And, no, no, no. The first time I was like three months to like speak with the people to learn how to speak and hang out with the guys yeah like because your english is like when i first met you to now i mean you're like you speak pretty much fluent english now but not like perfect but i mean dude we're carrying on a conversation (laughs) you speak better english than i speak russian (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i don't know how many people can speak russian though by the way your guys' uh russian accents are getting pretty pretty damn good oh you like that you know how to speak yeah, I said, with actually, actually, also, he smacked him in the head. You're snoring. I said, oh. <laughs> You're snoring twice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, snoring like. What, what did you do? What did you do to me? Like, like this close. And then. <laughs> I just. Snap <laughs> <laughs> in the face. No idea. I have no idea. So you woke up? No, I know. No, I he did not. I just like. He, like this. And then. <laughs> he starts snoring again. I just. Oh, You're like, come on. I, I, I just hit him again. But well, you were nice. Oh, I'm, I, and literally, I'll tell you right now, my head hits a pillow, I'm out. I'm out like, <laughs> it's unbelievable how fast it's It's good. You and I'm telling you, sleep. Yeah, because yeah, Mishka Mishka's like, oh, I don't want to tomato. Yeah, Mishka's Mishka's kind of snoring, but he's sick. Well, that, and yeah, he's sick. Yeah, hey, you're snoring, you're sick. Well, the, yeah, the thing yeah, is, with Mishka, though, he's married, so he's always like, trying to cuddle over you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's always like, sick, sit time. Oh, 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 we got a situation. I was like, all right, buddy. I love you. I swear to God, I love you. It's not like this. Oh, so. <laughs> oh Mishka. But um, so how did then? How did you? How did you? How did you guys get the Russians on the team then? How did that work? So you know that Russian tryout that I had. Oh, so you were like the secret agent. Well, in the not Russians. actually. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, like they they knew him, and like the thing is, is like uh, what really got me in with them is uh, Justin Rabikov. 
Like I talked to Justin all the time, and we played Mexico together for a few tournaments. And just talked to him, talked to him, talked to him, and then he just kind of linked up with Sarge, and then just kind of worked it out, and we sit here now. So it was like, yeah, Justin just sucks me. So so Justin almost played on the team. Almost, he was like, it just sucks me. What it was August tournament, summer, or September. Yeah. So this man, I mean, he just asking. So, do you want to do something new, or like, I mean, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean build new? a team yeah. or something like that? I just, or I mean, for Millennium or PSP and for PSP, that's that's a big question because I don't know what what you mean. Yes. Who's gonna be with us? I mean, who's gonna play with us? And like, it was like one day conversation. So after it, it just we didn't talk about it. so. Yeah. And I, oh, uh, I was in South America, and you probably talked to me, right? Yeah, I talked to him on Skype. Yeah, not not on Skype, but Facebook me. Yeah. And you know, asked me, do you want a part of the team? I was like, what team? Yeah. What do you mean? Because I thought that Justin talked about totally different team. Totally right? different yeah. team. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, tell me the same thing. I just oh, so you I don't know. know. Oh, it's two different teams. Yeah. So you're like, uh, <laughs> let's play, let's play the sides here. But no, yeah, I let him know the situation, and he's like, uh, call me in 14 hours. And I look at my clock. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> am I gonna time that is right now? I'm like, come on. <laughs> but I just did it. And, and yeah, and I have, I talked to him, and after the source called me, I was in Russia, so he called me like middle. Because you still live in Russia, right? Yeah. Moscow? No, I move up. Move outside. I don't like Moscow. It's like... Why not? I just... Because people listening probably have no idea what Moscow is. I mean, like. people just care about themselves. So about the money, about themselves. So I have friends, the good friends, but I mean, the most of them is like... I mean, they really, really... Looks like mad of, of everything. Yeah. It's just like, too serious. And I think the Moscow city, if you're going there just for party, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But not for like real job or something. It's really hard to find a real job. Really? <laughs> yeah. If you have friends in a good company, you can go there, but they can cover you. But I mean, it's really hard to do it. And the search called me in the sky and we talked with him. And then, so who, who you want to be in our roster? He asked you that question? Yeah. And like, I, who would you like to get on the roster? Yeah, I just, um, what you mean? I mean, maybe some Russian guys. And I, I, I tell him, so maybe Mishka, if he wanted. And so that was the first guy you thought of? Yeah, because we, like, start running stores with him. So we work together. And they're boys. They're boys. Yeah. They hang out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, better off than Mishka. That's like, you know, those are the like two, the, the one two, two gangsters yeah. from the from the yeah. Russians, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just the one two punch. Does dude. anybody know any of those names? And I call Mishka and ask him about. So, do you want to play other team? He asked me. Um, I don't know. I can talk. Ask my wife. I guess. Yes. Right. How <laughs> <laughs> many days? That was the first thing he said. Yeah. <laughs> How many hours you see your wife? Probably you live with me and not be your wife. So, so, <laughs> so ask different me story. Again. Let's do it like different way. <laughs> and he asked me, so did somebody pay for it? And I just probably yeah. So if you want to be there, you're like no, dude, you gotta buy paint. We can conversate with Black Sorge. So I tell him, so Mishka wanna be, but. After it, he asked me, do you have some more Russians? 
and I asked him, mm, let me think. Maybe, and I asked Sergey, so you want to be in the new team? He told me, yeah, why not? I don't have like business with Russian Legion, so I don't want to be in yeah. the new team. And I tell him, so three guys ready to go. And I tell him, all right, cool. And but, he, sorry to cut you off. When he tells him that, when the three guys are ready to go, Sarge calls me, hey, do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, they're interested in coming too. I was like, what? I'm going to drive down the road. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, I didn't know that. I was like, do it if we can do it. And he's like, all right, I'll call you back. And he's like, goes and talks to him again. And then he's like, give me more names. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is going to be sweet. But I was like, how are we going to figure all this out? And he's like, I just because, but we signed the contract the somewhere end of January, right? Yeah. <laughs> Before it, I talked to the manager about the job. Yeah. And I tell him, so I'm not going to leave if you give me a job and everything, but tell me, so we're working on that and it's like, no, it's probably not going to happen again. And no, I'm quit. So that's it. And after he tell me, so can you wait until Wednesday? And for what? Just wait, please. And I, I come back to home and I, I still thinking about this. What he want to tell me? I don't know. I still don't know right now what he want to tell me after. And hybrid photo tell me, what do you want to do next year? I mean, what do you mean? I mean, PSP. Um, you know, a lot of rumors about me. So I live in Russian Legion, maybe like somewhere. And so right now I can tell you so. I gotta move to Houston Key. So you just break, just broke it down like that. Yeah. Was he like? Yes, I tell him already. Houston, I want to be, <laughs> yeah. Houston E. That's not even a team. Like, I know. Just Houston, just, I just tell him so. I. What's in that Russian quit. water? Not, not like Houston Key. I tell him like so. I, I gonna leave Russian Legion. I'm not gonna play with them next season. And the rumors and everything's gone. So, 100 percent, I'm gone. That's it. And after Mishka and Sargi signed the contract, we just came to Houston. Yeah. And we signed the contract. That's it. That's pretty badass. Real right. deal. Look, I just got a text. We're going to take a break to go eat tri tip. And then we're going to come back. Cooking. And then we're going to come back. And then I want to ask you about uh, what's going on right now. Because you guys are heading to Chicago. And I kind of want to get a read on what you guys think about everything because you are on top of the paintball world right now. So I'm on the mountain right now, we do hold the spots. So. What you doing, y'all? Hey, let me tell you. He's talking about himself and how good he is. Hey, <laughs> hey I didn't save your career. Oh. <laughs> All right, try tip. Let's do it. Right. So we're headed to Chicago. You guys took second at the first event, and first at the second event in the same weekend because Galveston was rained out. So you had a very successful weekend in Phoenix. Um. How are you guys planning on repeating that in Chicago? <laughs> Nick. <laughs> you speak I just wanted, you should talk first. I just wanted to be quiet. The uh, 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 look on Constantine. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. thinking about his Lamborghini or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Lamborghini these days? Yeah. Yeah. Lamborghini. Just a plate. <laughs> a yellow and black ring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just I guess play consistently, just like we did. I mean, we've, we've got to work on we've got a couple more days of practice. Um, we definitely have to put the work in there and just play consistently well. I mean, never, the way people played 
that weekend in Phoenix. I mean, whether you want the combined two tournaments <clears throat> starting on Thursday all the way through Sunday, but guys in the team just played fantastic. And uh, I'd say I with how we set up our pregame, you know, with everyone getting together and working, you know, working out and stretching to how we all got paint together. It was just, it was team at its utmost. It was, you know, the pinnacle of being a team. And if we can just hold on to that and ever make sure everyone's focused, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that we'll win that event. And it would it'd be huge. Well, it was also interesting, too, because I remember when the stats first came out, just for Phoenix. Well, and all the stats came out. but And, I, and we looked at them right away, and I, and I was like, because I thought, like, you know, I opened up the Phoenix ones, just the ones from Phoenix. So, like, just the top players, or just all the players from Phoenix. And Yosh Rao was at the top. And it shocked me, not because Yosh played bad, actually he played phenomenal, but because his team played terrible. And so I was like, but then that kind of made sense. I mean, if Yosh... You know, and he was by ahead of everyone by ten points. Which, to put that in perspective, the top ten guys right now are all separated by like two points yeah. total. You know, and um, and then we and then there was like none of the, none of the Heat guys were up in the top. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, at first we were like, that doesn't make any sense. But then I was like, wait a second, if you and I started replaying your guys' games in my head. And the cool thing, and I think the reason why you guys have been so successful is because, well, I mean, obviously you have a great roster, but everyone's contributing you know so if you get shot off the break monvo will step up if monvo gets his head blown off you'll kill everyone you'll come in and shoot people you'll shoot people. everyone was contributing so it wasn't like there was just one or two players because if you look at some of the other teams it's like one or two guys are just playing great like yosh played great for dynasty but they sucked you know and yosh is the back guy so of course he's gonna be getting a lot of kills when you know guys are running out of his front guys have died already because he's a great back guy you know so that's gonna happen but across the board what what would impress me the most about houston heat was, you know, like, like a guy like Sam Mondo, you know, I mean, he's been living in the shadows of other players for years, he's yeah, always been a great up, tournament, and he had a phenomenal tournament, oh, yeah. he pulled off the shot of the tournament to kill Malloy yeah. in that one really close point when Malloy was pushing in, right. that guy, that won you guys the tournament, oh, yeah. you know? and even, even that shot, though, I mean, he knew he didn't have to, he didn't have to play inside, he knew he could just wrap the, the tape because Malloy gave it up, mm-hmm. and he didn't even have to gun battle, he could have just sat there, you know, but yeah, I'd say, and I'd say I like to throw Jason out there as just a coach. I mean, when we do these drills and we play the snakes on the judo side, everyone does it, right? So everyone knows that if, even if I'm supposed to be, if I'm Sam Monville and I'm going to be going into the snake, well, if I have to run all the way back to the judo side, I know those shots, I know everything. And, you know, and yeah, hey, you know, yeah, we're pro players, we should all know that, but mm-hmm. it's just so nice with, with Jason. For me, having a coach like Jason, because I've never had a coach like that. Um, I mean, Jason coached me in the All Star game in two thousand in two thousand eight, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having him coach that way, and just it's just the way I've never been coached before when it comes to paintball, is just mm-hmm. awesome. And he really focuses pushing everyone to play those spots and to really achieve their potential, and that really helps. And he, remind, he definitely reminds you of that man. He tells you when you're slacking and when you're sucking. And um, as a good coach, I love this part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as a good coach should though. Yeah, and he, you know, he. He definitely he uh, he tests you and he te- he he will test you in those ways and how to make you strive to be better and you know he knows when to call you an idiot and make you feel like crap <laughs> and then he knows when to to come up behind you put just put his arm around you and tell you hey this is what you should do this is what you should you know do this I mean Federoff's done that he's done a great job working say working with me this past weekend working with the younger guys just as a as a leader and you know as a Probably the best of the best player in the world. You know, all of his experience and everything he's done, he's up there and he's taught so many people so many different things. Um, everyone on the team has done that. 
you know, from the guys that are new to tournament paintball, um, or new to playing pro, to the guys that are seasoned veterans. And th- that, say, going to Chicago, that is that is the thing that I think that we have the edge on everybody. That and it's holding that, holding everyone in that highest regard as just professional players, as teammates, as brothers. Well, and and one of the things that happens too, because I played on superstar quote unquote teams. I hate that. Yeah, I hate that too. But the but the issue with that though is, but, but what happens though? I mean, you know, but it, that exists for a reason. I mean, think about it. When the public sees a roster like you guys put out, or a roster that Dice said, whatever, you know, that's just going to come naturally. That's a knee jerk reaction from from the public looking at something, going like, oh, they got a bunch of names on that team. But at the same time, one of the perils of that is that then you're out there and you're like, oh, we got all this talent, we're going to win. That's not how things work, dude. Yeah. You know, I don't even and, and think any of us felt that way. No, yeah. that but it, it showed. It showed like that. It just fucked up. Yeah, and it's yeah. Never worked on that. Yeah, and it showed though because it was like you guys went out there and literally, um, no one was waiting for someone else to make a move. It was like you guys were one upping each other. It's yeah. like you would go out and have a phenomenal point. Yeah, we have a good a good move for the IL practice. <laughs> yeah. But then, then you get shot, and then you know. So then you go out and have a good point. You go out. Someone, you guys were just constantly like every. I would. Everyone was contributing. You know, which is no wonder you guys took a second in the first. Yeah, but that kind of also goes with that. We got a whole method now, and I mean, like I said, I mean, obviously, me and Slovak here have been in the same program, but uh, Trojan really does. He really does kind of put it on you as far as like you know, and you go out there and shoot four guys, and there's still one guy alive, and he kills everybody else. Then that's on you. If you're not killing all five guys. Then, or you don't go in and you don't go and point fingers at anyone. You don't go and tell anybody, hey, what the hell are you doing? Like, it doesn't work like that. It's not how our program works. It's not how he operates. And we can't really think of enough because if you think about it, how many teams I watch blow up and just fall apart in the pit alone? Their coaches throwing pods at, like, their own players or anything else like that. It's just like, he just goes and, like, we're down 3 0. And it's like, all right, well, who's going to step up and want to be the hero right now? Because right now you guys are all a bunch of zeros. So let's make it happen. And that's what I'll tell you, just make it happen. And he'll look at me, like, you, you going to make it happen? Or he, he, like, it's almost like he's like an angel being like, hey, you got the wings or what? Let's do this. And really, it's just, it's phenomenal just because, like, if you don't shoot all five guys, you should put that on yourself that you didn't shoot all five guys for your brothers alone. So, and that's how it is for everyone. So it's just like, some people had good games, some people had bad games, but. Either way, you knew you were going to go back out there, and you had a chance again to shoot all five guys. So, and and no one quit at any point. I mean, there were those games where we were down so many times. You were down three zero. I mean, the, the, that Russian game, the know, infamous game. I mean, infamous yeah, game with the penalties. We got. I mean, how many games? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and then so the, the X Factor game. There was <laughs> there was no quit. Yeah. There, and you know there were times where the younger guys picked up the the, the season guys, and the season guys picked up the younger guys, and. And it's all mixed in. And it's yeah. just like we had guys come out of the woodworks and well, we had guys that... It's interesting that you guys went down because we, we've been you know, obviously crunching the stats and stuff. And one of the stats, I just talked to the stat guy, this is yesterday actually, and he was like, hey, you know how you're always talking about that three-point spread on the webcast? And I'm like, yeah. And we started talking about it and like that just was something that just seemed apparent, you know, just watching paintball games over and over and over again. Yeah. At any time a team would get down three points, that seemed to be curved. So that was it. When they're walking back to their pit. Yeah, Alone. and you'd see a drop of heads and you know body language is so so much of paintball. But he's like, hey, well I just want to let you know we crunched the numbers on that. And I can't remember the exact statistic because it's just yesterday it was a phone call, but I haven't seen the, the actual paper yet. But when a team goes down three to zero or goes down by three points, maybe you know it's whatever, five two or whatever, mm-hmm. anytime you go down three points, your chances of women winning plummet. The, the team that's up three points wins something like 87% of the time. So the fact that you guys were able to go down 3-0 like and still thing. come back and win, 
you know, that's like a 13% chance that that would happen, you know, yeah. least statistically speaking. I dig that because we're all fighters. Like, you put us against a wall, we're going to come out swinging. And that's how we've done it every time. Like, just get in our way. Bring whatever you want, but we're still going to come swinging. It doesn't matter. So, I feel like that's, uh, that's just how it is. That's how family is. That's how it works for us. So. How do you guys like the layout? Oh, I think it looks like the almost, I mean. You don't like it? Back in, like, 90s? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 I like it because it's kind of different. Um, but I, I looked, I mean, at least, you know, I haven't played it yet. But you look at those. You, you look play at, it, buddy? Want to come out tomorrow? No, no. <laughs> sweet, actually. Yeah. Come on, man. That would be sweet. We're, we're missing Sergey, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> that would be rad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that diamond. There's so much to do. There's a lot of bunkers over there. You know, yeah. it's like Not the smarter player. You can do a lot of players. this diamond, but I mean, it's a lot of bouncing shots and everything like that. A lot of bouncing shots. There definitely is. can work real well. It's a lot, a lot of crossing shots and like everyone can. A lot of lanes are a lot bigger too, I think, especially on the Dorito side. I mean, you right. saw like just alone, like just like the space between each bunker is just. It's I really think. hard to play yeah. this field. I mean, if you really, really concentrate on something, you're gonna break yeah. out or just moving. It just doesn't work. Well, from listening to my two teammates here, oh, it sounds oh. like there's a lot to be worked out. <laughs> um, let's say any field presents a challenge. The, the thing I. would the thing that pops out in my head right away was seeing the snake is clearly no one's comfortable with putting a, a, a traditional snake down yet because of the way the bunkers are. Um, that's how I feel about it. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been over and really diving the snake quite that much, but it's, it's like the AI was saying. It's because you got big hips. It's, I do have big hips, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I was saying it pretty well. I mean, it's it's if you look at some of the positions on the Dorito side, it's almost the same. This, they're just the same spots it was in Phoenix. This Phoenix and Galveston layout, it's just it's different just... bunkers. Um, the snake, yeah, okay, it's a diamond, and Chicago's had that before. And go back to the old hyperball field and how it was in Chicago. It's like a throwback. We've, we've, yeah. played, we've played on that. I was going to say, that's like... A billion times. Yeah. Um, if you think about it, like the same guys are making the same layouts for, what, years? So it's just like, yeah. what else is going to come I mean, up? It, just, it presents a challenge to the players to play those the, the, the new snake bunkers differently. And if, as long as you have, you know, competent and smart back players to cover them, then they should have no problem doing their job. We got so, Jason chosen. <laughs> that's what we we'll got. see how it goes tomorrow <laughs> and this weekend. You know, we have to work that stuff out still. Yeah, that's a tough thing. It's like, because at least all the teams I've played or talked to so far about the layout is no one's played another pro team. It's like, oh, we played our D1 team or, you know, we played whoever. But, I mean, you guys got Dynasty and... Uh, um, and Ironman this weekend, so you know, I mean, Monday you guys will have a much better realization of yeah. what what actually that holds because even That's, even the best D one team out there, like the you know, like Dynasty played the Pirates, and the Pirates are great. I mean, they won an event. I mean, they're obviously one of the best teams in D one. But then Dynasty took the game plan that worked, which was very conservative, take all the back bunkers, and they and then that worked against the Pirates because they were able to move against them, and right. then they got destroyed. When they definitely. Came but, in. you know, sometimes I'm I just watching, like, uh, PSP and Millennium, like, both series, mm -hmm. and something something's going in SPL. It's like semi-pro league in mm -hmm. Europe. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching those teams, and everything worked. But if you put the same game plans on CPL, that's mean champion payable, mm -hmm. it doesn't work, never. That's what I'm thinking, like, and peace with the same thing. Because, like, you know, one team smarter than the other one, so if, like, Dynasty and Pirates, they, like, I mean, practicing, so they beat Dynasty because they want it, they really want it because they are pro and they just first division, so mm -hmm. they want to jump in the pro, so that's why they beat Dynasty. Mm -hmm. And Dynasty not, like, make any, I mean, you say they don't want it as much. You saying like when they play a D one team compared to another pro team? Yeah, 
It's possible, though. I mean, think about it. How long they've been but doing this, you know? It's yeah. possible, but, I mean, it's, like, totally different players. I mean, yeah. you know. I, mean, I know before Phoenix, we we didn't play any pro teams. So we played X-Factor for one day, and that was it. They kicked the shit out of us. I mean. Th- that's just how we learned. Yeah. And that was the thing. I was like, uh, they straight up just because gave I mean, it to us. They, that's like, the only way you can learn. Honestly, You're not gonna, you don't yeah, learn much when you're I time. I'm like, losing is mean, learning, so let's do this. My personal, if we're losing the game, we're losing the game. But we learn how to win in the game. I mean, this is totally different. If you lose the game and you just sit down, it's not going to work. Yeah. In the yeah. next one. So we're going to step out of the plane. The practice with X-Factor was really good. Yeah. That's for the like, purpose. And they teach us a lot. I mean, they just really... Beat it. A huge thing for it, though, I think, was <laughs> just having that the same <laughs> yeah. layout for two tournaments. I mean, in a sense, we had a huge advantage. we had a huge advantage with the huge practice we had the Thursday before. I mean, if you want to bring in, you know, people got tired and the heat was a factor, but we f- we got to finish the tournament and we got to get we made it all the way to the finals. And the biggest difference between playing in Galveston that layout and playing in Phoenix was just there was no rain. You weren't running through mud. It didn't slow you down. And the, the the playing surface. But, I mean, the confidence level I saw in Ronnie and Sam and people playing their spots and figuring them out from playing in Galveston to playing in Phoenix, was, I mean, it was a whole new world. That was huge. And I think now, especially coming, say, from, from the Midwest and the new rules and when they release the layout and when you can play, you know, from indoor to outdoor and how the weather is, it's going to be different now. I mean, we, we had practice on the same layout for two events. Right. We have to play a lot of paintball in one layout. Now we've only had, we've got, what, five days of practice on this layout. And then we have a tournament. I'm just so here for the free food. That's all it is. <laughs> hey, I sleep are, a lot. I eat. And I get those are, hey, those ribs were delectable. <laughs> like, delectable. And I got Mama D's cooking yeah, Mama is D's the best. Yeah. Really I'm telling you right is now. That, is that just standard? Team, is that what you guys just eat? You have no. That was a light night. And I'm telling you right now. Team doesn't have a Mama D. Yeah, team does not have a Mama D. I don't know how they function. Like, I don't know how, like, I, to be honest with you, like, if they ever had... Well, I know how they function, because I was on another team. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously I've been there, but it's just like, if you don't have a team mom like that, like, might as well just Let's say it's, it's, well it's easy up. to say, like, since you've sat through part of it, the support that we have for not having to worry about a lot of things, and just that stress-free part is it's pretty unbelievable well i mean that's especially i could see the you know sincerity in your voice because you just came from you know a a situation where you had to worry about all those things like oh how are we getting pain or how are we getting this or that that blah blah blah. all the ins and outs and the stress i mean on on heat do you have someone that parks uh federos lamborghini i do it uh, in the morning and then at night uh my driver does it for him as well. Oh, okay. Uh, me. You're, you're pushing that Maserati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to clean the rims. The, say the stress level has <laughs> definitely been relieved. Um, but at the same time, the accountability level that everyone is now putting on themselves to keep each other accountable just for remembering, you know, be grateful for what you're getting and just living <laughs> live in this moment, you know, because say, we're always better off, you know, we're going to be playing paintball in five years. Well, every day is a new day. Everything, things change, you know, within in a blink of an eye, so it's it's definitely it's a whole new experience and say I'm I think we're all truly blessed to be you know to be I, don't think, I don't know well, if it gets any better. Well that was like one of the things I thought like, you know, Marcelo Margot is playing great this season. He's yeah. he's yeah. playing phenomenal. And, you know, it was interesting, you know, like on like he he's been blogging for us and when I first got his blogs and I was reading them, you know, before we posted them up, I was like and I talked to him about it, but he that's a perfect situation where, just like you said, you don't know, man. I mean, you could blow your knee out, and that could, like, tomorrow could be the last day of paintball you oh, ever yeah. played. Because he sat there for four months or three months not being able to walk. 
because he was on his second re- reconstruction. Yeah. He has, he's blown his ACL. He's only 21 years old. He's blown his ACL twice. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, you know, it was one of those situations where he yeah, sat there and just did man. this and watched the World Cup webcast at home every single game and was like, man, I may never play paintball again. Yeah. And I think that that kind of reinvigorated his his drive to get better, his drive to perform and, and really live in that moment, like you were saying. And he he's playing every game like it's his last game out oh, there yeah. now, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely bringing it up, stepping it up. So, I mean, you'd think more guys would actually appreciate that. You hear guys all the time, just all they do is bitch, and they're not getting this, they're not like getting that, or they're just like, I don't know, they don't appreciate their teammates, or they don't like their teammates. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one guy to show, hey, I went to the Russian Legion, and I'm doing what I'm doing. So, I don't know. Good for him. Props to him. Yeah. Still not going to beat us. <laughs> Sorry, it's not in the books. <laughs> I mean, is there some sort of, is there a rivalry for you, do you feel? <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you, you get emotional? I mean, do you get emotional when we play? Is there, is there a yeah, go back to that when first game in Galveston. When, when you, you play the Russians, me. what's going through your head when you play the Russians now? When you guys play Moscow Red Legion? Uh, you tell the truth. Wait, right now. No, the first time that we played versus them in Galveston, I was like too excited and I'm not playing real well. I mean, I know that and just know that and I tell them, I mean, we just look at each other and I have to say. Because I really, I was really excited and just can't play. And after, I mean, in Phoenix, I kind of like sit at night because I don't have like the previous game. It was like first first day. I don't have like real good match. And Jason tell me you have to step out. I mean, do something because. You're the leader, and you have to do something. I mean, I'm sitting like back in the garage, kind of clean my gun, listen music, and I'm thinking, and I think, yeah, I have to do something because there's no reason to like sit back. So and <laughs> jump from Rush Legion, and we just, I don't know, it just feels really, really calm down, and at the same time, I wanna. Beat so bad, so so bad, and it's kind of like balance between me and like too much energy coming. So you have to kind of like rein yourself in because right. you're like so excited and you want to, for bragging rights alone. Right. Because you know you don't have to go home and have yeah. to listen to Moy or anybody on that team be like, yeah, we beat your guys' ass. You and know? especially the Mishka, <laughs> he just uh, he just injured with his knee, and me yeah yeah I have to play on the right side, and I'm just all right. We got to do that. And we did it. <laughs> and after it, I just look at the guy's eyes and like Ronnie, he's crying, and LJ just like, oh. And I just, fuck. I just can't believe that. I mean, it's like a, it's a really good time. I mean, just take first place and you gotta follow it. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys play in Chicago. I'm pumped up. Yeah. We got Jason Chosen. <laughs> I really want to win Chicago. Man, hometown. That would be glorious. G-town. I mean, yeah. That would be, <laughs> be fantastic. Have you? Chocolate. I was going to say if you wanted Chicago, but the answer is. Chocolate. No. Yeah, no. No. Well, Chocolate. good luck, boys. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Hope to see you tomorrow practice. Leaving here at 845. You got a gun for me? Oh, we got everything you I need. We have a lot of guns. I would love to come play with you guys, but there's going to be Oyster Fest tomorrow. Oh, oh. the real deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so everything they, we just told you about commitment and <laughs> shows you where to go. Hey man, I'm not on Houston Heat, you know what I'm saying? Well, we got that night. We got, we got, got a printer out right now. We got a printer and a contract. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, Sergey didn't show up, so I could, you know, potentially come tomorrow and stuff. He'll be here. Yeah. He'll be here. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so uh, thank you guys for tuning into the real deal. Thank and, you, thank uh, you for having us. And listening to uh, to the boys from Houston Heat break it down. Thanks to Nick Sloviak, Chad, yeah, yeah, and Constantine Fedorov. Thank you. So make sure you guys, uh, you know, check out Houston Heat for the rest of the year. It should be a very interesting season. Would, uh, like thank our sponsors, uh, DLX Paintball, uh, phenomenal guns, GI Sports with phenomenal paint, uh, our Ninja Ninja Paintball. We have uh, Style Supply with our jerseys. We have uh, one of the best photographers in the sport of paintball. It's a Helen photography. I also like to thank um, really Randy Smith and the Smith family, Mama D and Oliver Cooking and all the support we get. And we wouldn't be one one team, one team, one team, one family without them. So uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate all the all the love, and you know we'll be we'll be showing you how much we appreciate your support. Well, thanks for listening to the Real Deal podcast, brought to you by PaintballAccess.com. And there's a wealth of content on the site. There's videos from the past events. There's player statistics. We have stories and blogs from the top players in the game. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You know, that way you guys can stay in touch with all the news and events in the paintball world. And to find a local event near you, make sure you check out PSPEvents.com. There's tons of affiliates all over the world. So whatever level of paintball you happen to be playing at, even if you play rec and you want to get into the game, uh, you definitely can find it on PSPEvents.com. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Maddie Marshall SD, and let me know who you guys want to hear from on this podcast. And if you like the podcast, make sure you tell your friends about it so we can keep doing this. So, thank you guys for tuning into the Real Deal, and be sure to listen in next week.